happy new week. Um, weather and the sunshine is out, um, middle of winter here um, in Melbourne and uh, I'm excited to be starting um, this brand new week um, all from the comfort of our own homes but um, you know so feeling so blessed um, that I can do what I love um, without having to leave the house and um, yep got my exercise done this morning still have the ability to have my personal trainer come to my garage which is set up with a gym uh, and um, have ordered our masks that are going to come in and have to be worn here from Thursday so it's all happening we have to live with it so hey good morning Mo and Luba um, from two sides of the world um, so today you guys I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the ability how to finish things that you start uh, it seems to be a very big challenge for some people who love to start new things uh, when things are exciting and then as soon as you know um, that excitement phase wears off you know they drop the ball or they start to realize oh maybe this is not my passion or I don't want to do this but it applies to many different um, areas of our lives I think um, uh, if you look at your overall um, strategy, like it's everything we do in life is a strategy, right? Um, and we can see from simple th things to really complicated and bigger, bigger things how there's kind of this um, uh, replication of our, our strategy in it. I mean, I was reading um, one of my, uh, a, a book that I wrote but I never published, uh, my journey of being pregnant with my first child and having that first child and then... Um, uh, you know, the probably the, a few months afterwards. I think I wrote about 30,000 words in this. Good morning, Julie. Great to see you. <laughs> um, so, um, so basically, I I read that, and that, that was obviously about thirteen years ago. Well, twelve years ago. And back then, I wasn't a business owner. I worked just in a full time job, and I just kind of read through the things I was doing, how I was preparing for. The child and all the organ like the way my mindset was and I can see how it's so similar even though I wasn't a business owner back then how I pl have played out what has played out the next 10 years in my business and how that kind of filters through so why should I be speaking about this topic well many of you who do know me and follow me you know that I'm a great finisher um, and anything I've started in life any education uh, courses like a lot of the time I think a lot of people quit um, when they start learning something I saw this very much uh, happen big time uh, at university where people just dropped off um, and didn't finish their course that they started their undergraduate three-year diploma um, uh, you know at TAFE when I was at TAFE um, then um, my coaching oh my god um, so with my coaching diploma that was a $15,000 investment so this wasn't even like you know you got get to go to school and the government pays for part of it or all of it like my TAFE was fully uh, supplemented by the uh, my course was fully supplemented by the government when I did it um, but the biggest investment I made for the first time in my education is when I invested that $15,000 to do the diploma in coaching and I could not believe how many of the people I started with did not finish their diploma like that go and do it and then um start with it do some a few things hand over stuff because it was kind of like distance learning do it yourself kind of thing whereas i thought you know my mindset has always been you know you start something and then you finish it you know because that's what you've committed to 
I didn't know that this was kind of a rare trait amongst people. I just thought that's how things got done. And then I realized, um, and I actually read some stats that less than 3% of coaches, sorry, no, less than 1% of coaches will ever earn a six-figure income. And that more than 90% of them will spend more on their education that they will ever earn through their business. And, um, and that they, most of them will quit within the first nine months of um, starting out. So those are kind of like some really scary stats. So I always chose to ask myself that question about, um, you, know, uh, you know, how do I end up in that 1%? And then also knowing about it, um, some further stats that I have found since as well is that only 3% of people ever uh, do something when they invest in ed education, uh, intellectual property, mentors, courses, and things like that. Um, they have uh, had <laughs> too much money to waste. To, to Yeah, so a lot of people waste a lot of um, uh, time and money, and probably not time because they give up, right, um, on education thinking, oh, this is my thing. And so I want to talk about the mindset aspect of being able to finish uh, things you start. Um, you know, when um, I certainly always, always, um, even at high school, when I arrived in Australia, you know, you get given a, a, a project, an assignment, I'd do it, and I'd be always be done before the due date. Like, I was always early handing over my things in. Same thing, you know, I was never one of those people who would have to, I never did an all-nighter at university. I never did any of those things because I just organized myself. This was the work, you get it, you hand it over. That was just the way I believed things when I didn't have this thing where people are working right up up until the deadline. I was always early, okay? Finished university, the degree in psychology and psychophysiology. Then I decided to do a diploma in, in IT, which was my TAFE diploma. Then I um, finished, actually, I was uh, working in the optical industry, finished an opt um, optical dispenser um, diploma, two-year, again, distance learning. Um, went and got my, well, uh, committed to going to Taekwondo and ended up getting to my black belt and got my black belt. So finished that as well. Obviously finished 12 books, <laughs> um, which many people start and really don't finish. This is why people, of course, um, come to us because we want, you know, they also see within us, you know, I want to be a finisher. And that's what's so important to me is that people are finishers within our program. This is like what I'm so, so passionate about. You feel so accomplished when you finish. Yeah, that's one of my points, Julia, right? I've got like a, like 10 points to cover off with you guys. Um, and even things I'm crap at, like, you know, um, um, when a, a year ago, Stuart and I went to an escape room and, you know, that you solve puzzles and all that kind of stuff. And some of these things can be really complicated and all that. And But I stuck it out. Like uh, the people let us stay the extra half an hour over and above. But I, I really wanted to finish it and escape the room even though it took me longer. So sometimes, yes, it can take you longer, but you can still finish it if you if you have built that trait within you. Yeah. What else is here? Yeah, finished my diploma in life coaching. It was a two-year uh, deal, uh, but I did it in 11 months. Again, an early finisher. So I guess maybe this video is also the aspect of not only just how to start and finish um, things, but also how to become an early finisher as well, because then you can get on with other things. It doesn't have to. Um, um, yeah, you won't let me down, Luva. You better not. Um, and I know you'll finish. You're already showing those traits anyway. You can tell. Um, you can tell people who show those traits. You can see, you know, them 
um, you know, doing work, asking questions, being proactive. So people who are finishers are very proactive, right? They want to get the answers. They want to tick that off their list. They want to get on the next thing. People who don't finish, they stay quiet. Like they'll have the excitement phase. I love, I picked up this off the internet the other day. Um, and maybe it's back to front for you guys. Um, but it's about, you know, when people start, how there's this excitement and honeymoon phase that lasts for about two or three months when something um, happens and then goes into uncertainty, losing confidence, confusion, depression, and then the crisis. And that's where people quit, right, at crisis point. Um where they need to make the decision, am I going to stick this out or am I going to quit? And generally, uh, this this shows it's about the six-month mark. But I, I think, you know, some of these stages can go faster or slower. But it's definitely where people quit within those three, between month three and nine, I think, when they start new things. So so let's talk about this mindset and why it's so important that we finish things. Because sometimes people might give themselves this excuse, oh, um, it's just not my passion. I don't want to waste my time, um, you know, I need to like, you know, really find the thing, you know, and, but there's so much value and you're not wasting your time and effort if you actually commit to finishing things, okay? There is way more value because whoever said, oh yes, on their resume, I did two years of union, then I quit. They didn't even mention that I actually ever went to union, yet they wasted those two years not finishing, so therefore they never exist as part of their regimen. That's one of my points. Okay, so first of all, when you finish things, there's a sense of achievement, which is what already Julie has said. Sense of accomplishment, sense of achievement, sense of, you know, you being proud of yourself, you, you know, going out there and getting that diploma, putting it, you know, putting it up on your wall. Like if I, if I, if you saw, some people have seen the background of one behind this wall, there's all my diplomas all nice and framed and all that kind of stuff. And they're not all relevant to what I do right now, but it's all the things that I have finished. It's like kind of my, my proud achievement wall. Yeah. Uh, you know, my black belt in my cupboard over here, you know, and I often talk about what's one thing not many people know about me. And then I pull that off and I always, uh, Stuart laughs that that's one thing that I always share. But that sense of achievement and feeling proud of yourself and your family will feel proud of you because because you actually stuck it out to the finish line um, and you can celebrate around that. Everything that you do and you finish will play some kind, kind of um, uh, part in um, the whole picture of it all. When I did my diploma in IT, it was like, why the hell am I doing this? I hate coding. We were learning like coding and all this kind of stuff. But I actually understand where it plays a big part now. People say, you're so techy, Matt, right? I reckon maybe doing that two-year TAFE diploma was where I kind of like played around with computers and understood a little bit like I used to have a friend who used to do my coding I was such a naughty student because I didn't understand it at all I didn't I, I didn't get it I just didn't my, my my brain did not compute those algorithms but other things I picked up for like maybe how to cleverly use word and excel and all that kind of stuff yeah so you know those things then have played a really big part right now yet I never went on to, never even wanted to be an IT employed in the IT industry right I just kind of didn't want to stop learning after I finished my degree in psychology and psychophysiology. And therefore, I went and did a um, diploma in IT. I just wanted to be a student a little bit longer. That was my whole thing, you know. And I lived on my own and I worked two jobs and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and yeah, I just got that kind of um, – and I even, like, I think I applied for a scholarship and I got it. 
and ended up going overseas with the, with the funds uh, because, you know, I was the only one who bothered to apply. That's the other thing people don't do. Like they want to get grants or they want to get a scholarship or they want to get a speaking gig, right? But they don't bother to ask or apply. And application forms, you know, I, was, I spent most of my last week applying for the Export Development Marketing Grant, you know, which is, you know, when you take your business overseas and you market it and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I, my whole week was consumed with applications, you know, this government grant thing that, that you know, with COVID, whatever's happening right now. But most people don't bother to work out how to apply and actually focus to get that thing. And that's why if you don't finish that, application you're never going to get the benefit of a scholarship or a grant that you might be eligible for gal says that can relate up to chapter five i'm back with lots of actual writing going on pushing to be almost not totally done by retreat there you go well and you so you should you know those of you guys that are my authors i always said get as much done don't treat retreat as the starting point treat it as your finishing line right and you're learning the extra things you need to do once your book is in your hand because if you don't have your book in hand guess what you can't do all the other leveraging things and get the benefits of what you signed up to do yeah all right so proud of yourself sense of accomplishment it develops your discipline muscle right your discipline muscle because um many people like discipline right they they, they they talk themselves out of the things that are good for them right did i really feel like getting up this morning an hour and 45 minutes before this <laughs> this call to go do my you know workout and to do um you know my stretching and my meditation on i don't feel like it like you know i just want every day to be like a saturday or sunday right but no it's my planner you know, I commit to it and I follow through, right? So this develops your discipline muscle. Remember, you know, discipline is, is transferable in all areas of life. Um, you know, there's a big saying, I don't know who said it, but how you do something is how you do everything, yeah? How you do something is how you do everything. So look at, you know, what you're doing in the rest of your, um, you know, in, in other areas of your life and how then that reflects upon maybe the areas you want to excel in, right? And how can you tweak that strategy? Because obviously everything can be rewired. It takes effort. Actually, I've got some bad news. To rewire the neural pathway, it takes 1,000 times of repetition, right? So I heard this from one of my mentors years back, you know, probably my first couple of years of business. She says it takes 1,000 times or two to three years of repetition to rewire a neural network. And when I started exercising regularly, I committed to four times a week. And so um, I thought, I said to myself, okay, I'm committing to this. I'm getting a personal trainer uh, for two of those sessions and two I'll do on my own. And I need to uh, stick it out for two to three years. Now that's a long, long, long time, right? You know, like when you start, start something, you know, people say 21 days, 40 days, whatever. No, I think it's a lot longer. If you really wanted to become like brushing your teeth, you need that 1000 times of repetition to build that new neural pathway. So remember, you're building your discipline muscle. So if you're going to commit to something, you have to do it. You know, the tipping point comes where it's so natural to you after the, that, um, that period of time. Okay, next one. Um, you get to move uh, past the hard beginning and see the fun and rewards from your effort. Most quit in the early stages when it's hard. And a lot of you guys who have heard me talk about my mum's wisdom and famous saying to me that always has been drilled in my head, that's been every beginning is hard, 
you know, when you quit in the beginning, when it's hard, you don't actually get to see the fun and the joy and the rewards when you stick something out and you get to a point where it becomes easier and enjoyable and your passion, right? Yeah. So no one thinks that, oh, their business is like, you know, their passion until they start to really see, you know, helping people, transforming people, but to get them to, to get to that point and figure out how you can create a, um, a well-oiled machine that produces these results of attracting new people you can help and then um, producing those results and having them seeing those rewards takes time, right? And I always, always have said, it takes two to three years when I see a tipping point of a client who really starts to skyrocket. Actually, I had a phone call on Saturday. I need to call her back. Diane McKendrick called me and she's like, uh, August was her retreat two years ago, right? So she's coming up to the two year mark and she make, made a phone call and left me a voicemail and said, Nat, I just signed up my first $10,000 client, my first five figure client. And I'm so, so excited. I'm so glad I've stuck this out and I've done the work and I have worked on myself and all that. And I have lots of other opportunities and all that. And I can see, you know, her little exponential curve of where she started and what is happening right now. And I'm, I want to have that conversation to see. And this is what I always see when the, the authors that stick this out, they treat the program not as a 48 hour author weekend. They treat it at least as a 12 month long learning um, you know, through masterclasses, through the support. And some of them get a lifetime access to these masterclasses. And I know for a fact, Di's been regularly attending all of the trainings and doing the work as a result. Then they get, obviously, the massive, massive um, um, outcomes um, as that was reported into me uh, over the weekend. So remember, every beginning is hard. You're not going to feel passionate about the thing that you're doing and you're starting to finish uh, or when you're in the you know, in the in the mi middle of that very beginning uh, where most people will quit, you know, when it's just gets, uh, you know, to that crisis point where you need to make that decision. All right. So, um, okay. So like I mentioned before, think about things that you finish, build in, uh, build onto your resume of your life achievements. Yeah. You don't put on your resume that you half finished a degree or a diploma or whatever it is, right? You never even mention it ever again right? You don't say I wrote half a book, <laughs> you know, and never published it, right? So think about the things that you finish that do build on your resume of life and they stick there uh, for a long time. So really, really, um, um, you know, start to go, okay, you know, you, you, you have another thing that you can say I've accomplished and I have finished. All right, next one is, um, all right, so this one comes, I think from Tony Robbins said it, but successful people make decisions fast and change them slow, okay? So successful people will make a decision fast. They'll decide, yep, I'm going to commit to this thing uh, or I'll do this course or I'll do this, I'll take on this program, I'll, I'll take the leap of faith, like, right? They don't ponder on it and say, oh, I'll think about it. Maybe the ducks will line up in five or six months' time. You know, this is what I see. Like I, I see it in my own um, business, you know, when I talk to people and they've come and they want to write a book, right? They've come to my seminar. There's no other reason why they would be there, right? And then they go, mm, the time is not right now. Well, why did you come to the seminar, right? You know, the time, you want to do this, you do it, and then you stick it out, right? Um, so um, those that make the decision fast, they're generally onboarded and welcomed into community in a few days' time. And then 
you know, as long as they stick, you know, and then they stick to that and, and, and keep doing the actions that are required to make themselves a successful author, then of course, they're going to have the results in time. So successful people make decisions fast, but change them slow. So don't give up on things like, you know, when we hired, um, you know, people often do Facebook advertising uh, or they'll, they'll hire someone. I see this happen all the time. They'll hire an expert and they'll start doing the things to get uh, more leads into the business and all that kind of stuff. And as soon as they see that, oh my God, there's so much like Facebook spend and obviously the management fees and I haven't got any results in four weeks time. What's happening? Like it's not working. This company's crap, right? That's not right. To start doing well in Facebook advertising, any marketing requires testing and measuring and building up an audience and building up, you know, that online presence and the people seeing you, you know, like they say, you know, you need to be, you have, need to have seven or eight touch points before people will, you know, do anything with you, right? Or, or take that next step or inquire with you, right? So how many times have you turned up, you know, in those Facebook and they, they give up and they fire the person and they go, that company is really crap. It's not. It takes time. It takes, you know, learning. There's a learning curve in there as well. Just like starting anything new, there's going to be that, you know, learning curve to get things working, you know, refining the message, refining the ads, refining the targeting, you know, the picture that you're using and all that kind of stuff. I was starting to get cold feet last weekend, got over it in a few days, but this is helpful. Yeah. And, and we're going to go through different emotions when we are, um, you know, when we are, are on this new journey of learning something new, right? We're always going to get different emotions from excitement to uncertainty to, like, as I said, and Luba, you just mentioned it. Here, the first thing is excitement, right? And you've got that honeymoon period, yeah? And then you go into uncertainty, losing confidence, confusion, which is what happens to my first time authors, right? You know, and if they don't contact us, they can go into a sense of self inner crisis. Which is, which is depression until they, you know, if they have that conversation, we can move them forward to accepting, exploring, testing, and getting on with new confidence and that transformation that occurs at the other end, right? So there's those, there's that, uh, the, you know, it's not, you're no different. People are no different from one another. We all go through these same things. And those that give in to the depression, they could go into the quitting uh, phase. Yes, it's harder than you thought because you're doing it for the first time, right? You're doing it for the first time and we do something for the first time we're walking blind we're going through the fog and we can only see the very next step and you can't see the whole journey whereas i can see the whole journey for every single one of my authors if they're willing to walk those steps with us yeah yeah awesome all right so remember that one successful people make decisions fast and change them slow so if you make a decision stick it out get in line and stay in line and move through and work through your emotions okay uh, starting to think book uh, isn't good enough and that's also what what people will think you know I'm not good enough my content's not interesting I'm not funny enough I'm who am I to say I'm the expert you know um who am I you know other people think who am I to write a book to think I could write a book all of this has been repeated over and over again by all of all authors and they're still, you know, the, the imposter syndrome, or I'm a fraud, you know, people will find out I'm a fraud. Like, it's all BS. It's not. It's made up in our mind, you guys. You know, just do what you want to do and what you started out and just stick it out. All right. So, next one is, 
oh well that makes and he's like you know if you're a coach just be very mindful if you're in your first 12 months and do stick it out and keep going um and you know if you are like and you might be one of those people actually there's people out there who do um uh, commit to something and then they keep doing it but not to, to the success they hope that they would do it and they don't quit right um uh which is you know they keep persisting but what they keep doing is the same thing over and over and expecting a different result yeah which we know it's the definition of insanity so if you're one of those people who's been seeking it out let's say you've started out as a coach three years ago and you're still not monetizing your business you're still not making any income so look at the strategy maybe that you've been replaying over and over and over you know and where it's not serving you and have you bothered to get your own coach and to get mentored or to work with someone who's got the results that you want and have you really done the things they've told you to do or you were too scared and just kept to your comfort zone because that was the place you know where you feel most you know safe yeah because why people don't and and then you they, they, they try to try this doesn't work you know you know this cannot be monetized it's not for me and all that kind of stuff so you really got to ask those questions if you have been sticking out at something and you really want to make it work but it's not working how are you maybe replicating the same strategy over and over and over and over and over okay uh, because that they're the things that are going to um, keep you stuck um, and on a whatever right what is it that wheel that the rat goes on? Okay. All right. Um, all right. So next one is finishing uh, builds um, on the reference of success of finishing. Okay. So, so that we collect in life, we collect references for success. Yeah. And when we have done it once, we're able to do it again. Okay. So starting small and finishing something you've never finished um you know or maybe it's sitting there at home maybe it's a little project you started whatever it is you know go and go and finish it and then finish another thing and then you know maybe create the 52 weeks you know and then obviously bigger projects will come along and and you need to finish those as well or, or things you know completing you know maybe you have been doing a course and you just haven't focused on doing the modules and handing over the work to the school to um, assess you and then um, pass you through and all that kind of stuff you know find those things that are unfinished in your life and start doing it when you start collecting references for success and the feeling because we're not after the goal guys we're after the feeling we get as when we achieve that goal okay the goal is the goal but the feeling is what we crave and what we want as human beings right okay and last of all as i said model those that are finishers not those that perhaps modeled for you quitting right so who did you observe in your life look at how you were raised and who you were raised by and what are they like as a person okay did they model for you persistence resilience finishing all that kind of stuff or did they model for you giving up you know not um you know not being disciplined like just being totally random and all that kind of stuff and you, you no one can help who they were raised by you right you know, we, we have our family and the people around us who, who they are. But we can choose now as adults differently. We can make different choices. We can hang out with different people. We can learn from different models of excellence. If you don't like it, you find the person who has got that result 
and that's it and listen to them interview them ask them questions why do you think i come on these lives every monday morning i literally just talk from my heart like what i do on a daily basis in my life it's not hard for me to talk for half an hour on these things because they're ingrained and because people want to go nat how do you do that thing you know i want to have this result in my life so therefore they listen to me and they go okay and this is what Di has you know i'll use the example of diane because i mentioned her before but this is what she's always been really great at is like getting inside my head and asking me really cool questions to figure out how she can replicate that for herself. Like, you know, she finds me super organized and she hasn't been all that organized, you know, so, so then she's observed, asked the questions and then implemented some of the things that really resonate with her, therefore getting the results she's now getting, okay? So find those models of excellence and sometimes you'll have multiple. It's not gonna be one person. You might like one trait in one person. You might like another trait in another person. Um, you know, in business, you find the people who do the things like I've just um, hired um, an email uh, marketing company, right? Because I felt we needed to nurture and provide even more content to our database. And Stuart and myself don't have the time to create this constant content we know will nurture and build more trust and value within our community, right? So I hired that company at 10 o'clock in half an hour this morning. I'm going to be having my onboarding call and talking about how you know, they will, um, you know, be helping us create these extra eight emails where they will nurture and provide value to our clients. And where are they going to pull the content from? This kind of stuff that I talk about. It's still going to be me. It's just that I'm outsourcing it to a company that I know does this really well for other entrepreneurs and has had the feedback and all that kind of stuff. And I go, well, we haven't been doing it that well the last two or three years because we just simply have used the excuse of time. We don't have the time to do it. And of course, we triage the things that are more important, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago in business. So you find the expert and you outsource that particular problem when you can. When you can't, you learn from them and you try to replicate it yourself. All right, so I am done. So something exciting, actually, I'm going to tell you guys about and that I've just decided. So remember these planners, 2020? Uh, well, 2020 was going to be the last year I was going to bring out the annual diary, if you like to call it. Um, and last year we made A4 and A5 uh, size. So this is that smaller size and then it's the bigger size. Um, and, um, and I decided I wasn't going to go and do 2021 uh, because they, they became a frustrating thing that I had to sell by a certain period because obviously now we're halfway through the year. I've still got maybe 10 or so left, which is great. Um, but I wanted to stop doing that kind of like that pressure to have to sell it in a certain period. So mom and I were talking the other day. She goes, just why don't you just make it evergreen and get people to put the dates and months and then they can buy it anytime and start anytime uh, with, with the planner because I'm going to miss it too. And I was thinking, I don't want to find another one person's planner. This is my planner. I did it for me before any other people. And so we decided we're going to make an evergreen one. And right now it's in design and it's going to get printed. So the ultimate business planner, it's going to be called. It's going to be the same layout like this one is with the week, um, week per view, with the vertical, with all the times. Like for entrepreneurs, they love it. Like the people already were saying to me, when is 2021 coming out? And I said, well, it's not because I'm not making it. And they go, oh, where am I going to find, find another plan? Yours. And then I thought, there's way too many people that I'm going to have to turn away if I'm going to stop making it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to make an evergreen one and people can start this at any time. 
uh, and it's going to be the same format. All they'll need to do is spend the extra 10 minutes to input their dates. So it becomes whatever. So if you start in March, you can finish it in March and all that sort of stuff. So Julie, I'm making another one, but I'm only going to make the little ones because that's what um, I found people preferred the little ones. So I'm going to make pink and black like I have in match like that. And it's going to be ultimate business planner. Um, and yes, so it's in like right now, this week I'm going to finish design and then I'm going to order printing and it's going to be come. So that's happening. Um, and I don't have to send people away <laughs> looking for new planners. So, um, have a wonderful week ahead. I'm going to go do my life in my authors group and, um, and yeah, and this week is event week, Australia half day tomorrow and USA on Wednesday. Uh, we've got a half day events and we're raring to go. So where we are, stay safe. Um, and if you're in Melbourne, get your masks ready. Uh, if you're going to head out from Thursday, um, because that's the new way of life for a little while. Um, and we're just going to do what we've got to do to get through this because this too shall pass. Have a wonderful week and smash it out. Bye guys.